Welcome to Showboat, a series of podcasts from the Battleship North Carolina in Wilmington. For the next several episodes, we are going to share with you news about an exciting new endeavor here on the Battleship. And to tell us about the Battlestar Collection is Programs Director Danielle Wallace. Hello, everyone. I am Danielle Wallace, Programs Director here at the Battleship North Carolina. I'm so excited to share with all of our listeners the stories of the Battlestar Collection, what it is, how it came to be, and the artisans and vendors who help make it so incredibly awesome. I think that the Battlestar Collection tagline says it all. Steel, wood, our stories, your stories, Each one is unique, but they're all different. The Battlestar Collection consists of steel, antique, and historic products that are made using the battleship's original material. I like to think of the Battlestar Collection as a physical representation of history, something that you can feel, touch, and now own. Just think of all of that history and memories that is infused in these products. But before we go any further, let's go back to the beginning. I am going to be talking and speaking with Captain Terry Bragg, Executive Director of the Battleship North Carolina. I understand this is your first appearance on the Showboat Podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much. This is, uh, this is my first, and I'm excited. Well, I am so excited to talk to you. I know that we talk a lot um, without a microphone between us, and we've had some great discussions, and I can't wait to hear some more wonderful things that about your perspective of the battleship and where we're going and different things like that. But today, we're sort of focusing on the Battlestar Collection and the origins of that and how that all came about. And one of the things is that this star collection would not even be possible if we didn't have teak or steel. So can you tell me why do ships um, need to have deck and hull repairs? So in many respects, you have to look at a ship, whether it be a cargo ship or a warship, as a living system. You have decks, you have hull, you have mechanical, we have electrical, and all of the systems interact electrically, physically, mechanically, and that over time, elements deteriorate, corrosion exists, uh, rust, etc., etc. So, so to keep a ship safe and operating, you have to do routine maintenance, and you also have to do repairs, such as we've done with the hull repair and our teak decking repair. So ships would need to have these repairs even if they're not out at sea, like because the battleship has been here in Wilmington now for sixty years. So you're saying that they still need to have this important work done? Yes, it's different. A U.S. Navy warship would have a dry docking hull repair every four years. A cargo ship may have it every three to five years. But the battleship North Carolina is still subject to the uh, subject to the elements. The battleship North Carolina is still subject to the elements of weather salt, and uh, environmental corrosions. Absolutely. And I guess the 
we're also subjected to all the visitors who come and and trample on our decks every year and do different things too. Yes, with over 200,000 visitors to the Battleship North Carolina and over 13 million visitors since she's come to Wilmington, uh, the visitors take their toll, but more so the elements being moored here in a saltwater environment. Absolutely. Well, I know uh, the first project that happened was the Teak Deck. Could you tell me about that Teak Deck project, when it started, how it came about, and that whole story? An element of decking during the Second World War is they put teak or some other uh, unique wood surface on the deck so that the rounds would bounce off, it was it had an insulating factor, it would cut down on the splintering of steel that could injure people, kill people. So uh, as a reflection of the Second World War, we had the decking uh, over time, just due to the elements, uh, wind, water, salt, uh, the decking here, even on the battleship North Carolina, deteriorated so, uh, to a point where it was a trip hazard and that the opportunity presented itself to, to replace the teak and it has become one of the largest imports of historically significant wood in the history of the United States. Well, that is, that is really amazing. And I understand that new ships, new Navy ships that come out do not have teak on them anymore. That's right. So the battleship deck was probably installed in the 30s. That technology passed. Her redecking was done in 2002, and there are no new warships that have wood decks. So that really makes our teak deck special. It is special. We are we have one of the finest decks in the world. Uh, as a historically significant vessel of the Second World War. Now, I know that we have a teak deck on board right now. That is not the original teak deck. And that we have a special company, I believe, that um, we have worked with that has maintained that. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, so we do annual maintenance on the deck. Just uh, It was a common purpose of the crew of the Second World War. Uh, however, due to our minimally, uh, minimal manning that we have on the ship, uh, we do occasionally bring in outside experts, teak decking systems from Florida that manages the teak decking on many cruise ships uh, is also support technical expertise for the decking of the battleship North Carolina. And I would imagine that there's not many companies out there today who specialize in teak. Correct. Teak is a very exotic, and what's also unique is the deck of the battleship North Carolina is old-growth teak, which is of a unique higher level of specificity, much higher quality, much higher cost, and, and also uh, the maintenance requirements. That, that is fascinating. I didn't realize that about the old-growth teak, which makes me think that makes that the teak that we have the original battleship teak even more special, especially when we can have artisans who do their magic with it and make some, repurpose it to something else. Um, now tell me now about the Battleship Steel's replacement program or, or project. 
Yes. So as the battleship has gone through these uh, maintenance period, repair periods, uh, first of all, with the teak decking, when, when you pull up the old teak, it still has value. It's still a heritage asset. It served the ship during the Second World War. Remember, the battleship North Carolina is the most decorated battleship of the Second World War. Uh, so the opportunity to harvest the teak, repurpose it, use it uh, as we see fit, share it with the public has been very important to us. As well, with the hull repairs, as we cut out warship grade steel, it has great value, uh, more than just scrap. It has great value. It's of a higher quality. It's actually got a technical term, A36 uh, steel, uh, that we, we replace steel on the hull of the battleship. And as I understand, we put steel on the battleship that had been originally destined to go for construction of a new aircraft carrier in Norfolk. Wow, that is really interesting. I did not know that. That, that means a lot. So our, our battleship steel, special, special, special stuff. Now, I under, is it going to be the plan for all of the steel on the ship to be replaced at eventually, or is it just that one section that was done up around the bow, or tell me about that. So the unique design characteristics of a World War II battleship is that the bow and the stern uh, were one half inch steel plate. The rest of the ship was 5 eighths and 3 quarter inch, which is much thicker. Uh, so the Achilles heel on the battleship is forward and aft. And the also interesting thing is the deterioration of the hull is not due to rusting. It's due to galvanic corrosion. And this galvanic corrosion is precipitated through ion exchange and electrical current transfer through the hull. The bow, being a pointed surface, uh, is more subject to deterioration than the stern, which is a rounded shape. Uh, so, uh, so the bow was already starting to show its, uh, its wear, and we were able to replace all of the steel at the wind water line, which is approximately a 10-foot vertical up forward. Uh, we did our own testing back aft on the stern of the ship and found out that the steel was in much better condition, did not need to be replaced at this time. However, if it does, it'll be uh, on, the, on the plate for some other future project. That is good. And I know that for our listeners, anybody who wants to see some of the pictures of this project, they can go to our website, um, battleshipnc.com, and they can see some of those pictures of the men working on that and see that steel up close. Um, yes, the, uh, the visitor, the uh, battleshipnc.com has a great, great coverage of the hull repair project. However, there's even better pictures with widescreen angles in the visitor center. So there is a specific display with coverage, uh, and you get to see greater detail. So come to the battleship and see this for yourself. And if you're really good, you may even ask to see that holy steel I know that you like to talk about. Sometimes I know that you take 
quote, the holy steel around to certain groups that you talk to. Can you tell me about that? Yes. Uh, we just developed that term. Uh, the battleship North Carolina actually had holes in the hull on the starboard bow forward. And uh, that steel, which had originally been half-inch thick, uh, had deteriorated so that it was thinner than a dime, and it was holed in many areas. And when we did our first hull repair project at the bow in 2012, the contractor cut out a one-foot by three-foot section that really goes to show and dramatize the deterioration that the ship had experienced. And that's why uh, we, uh, we did the repairs up forward. I know that we did that, and um, I understand that State Employees Credit Union also uh, helped with our walkway that is now around the ship where visitors can see that hull even closer than they ever could before. And so thank you to all of our donors and people who continue to, to, to help us. And Captain Bragg, I understand that there is a, a special question that are asked to each visitor at the ticket window when they come in. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. So, so many people who visit the battleship North Carolina, whether they be North Carolinians or they be from out of state, they, they often want to know how they can support the battleship and the message of service. And we offer them the opportunity to make a donation uh, in the name of their family uh, it's a small donation, but it's it's vested. It's it's their contribution, and we have great success raising funds specifically for the restoration of the ship, and that is so important to all of us. But that guarantees a a revenue stream to continue to do maintenance for the ship. So everyone out there, continue to to help support us and and help us restore. You hopefully you can understand now that that as we are sitting here having this conversation right now, that we are actually on a living vessel that is subject to the elements and we need help making sure that we can keep her looking great for generations to come. Now, that word generations, I know that we currently have a generations campaign. Do you mind talking a little bit about that? No. I will gladly speak to that, but I would also like to throw in that in addition to the hull repairs and the teak decking repairs, that while we were sharing the opportunity of how others could support the battleship in North Carolina, that I provided a briefing to the State Employees Credit Union Foundation. And they said that it doesn't really fit within their giving plan to support warships. However, they did donate $3 million to build our walkway so that visitors could have a chance to see the ship at angles and perspectives that had not been available in over 60 years. So we thank the State Employees Credit Union Foundation for their support. And what's wonderful about that walkway and the State Employees Credit Union support and all of the other people who help support us you know, for the future, for those future generations, is to look backwards and to see how people have been influenced by their own family to now currently help with the battleship. 
I know we were talking with one of our artisans, and he was saying that he uh, became had a strong love for the battleship because of of driving past it every day, and he got into knife making actually because of his great grandfather. He learned that he was a blacksmith. So I'm sort of seeing a theme of this family heritage reaching out from the past and extending into the future with generations and how the battleship can really be a symbol of that, a living symbol of that to people with a variety of different viewpoints, whether that's um, a personal or a military or an environmental or an engineering perspective or, or anything. It's just so exciting to see that the battleship is such a dynamic shall I say, even organism, if it's living like this. Yes, I like to refer to the battleship North Carolina as the people's battleship. And not only do people want to visit, bring their children, bring their grandchildren, they want to read, learn about the message of service uh, and giving, and they also want to learn about the technologies of yesteryear. And that now that we've gone through this process, of repairing the decking and harvesting old growth teak uh, as well as harvesting steel while we are conducting our repairs. Now remember, the battleship North Carolina is the most decorated battleship of the Second World War. This is a piece of history. This is a chance to own. This is a, a chance to inspire and share with younger generations as well as older generations. And it's a you're exactly right, and now that the Battlestar Collection gives people the opportunity to own a tangible piece of that history, they can then pass that down to their family or share it with their friends. And I know that when the ship brought into was brought into Wilmington, there was the Grandmothers Club, where the grandmothers, it was part of WECT, they, Jim Burns on, on television, he, the grandmothers would put in, um, I think, quarters for their grandchildren to be read on this scroll. And as we were going through different products for the steel, what it could be, I thought of what could be the new grandmother's club sort of item, and we thought of the square that is a, a two-inch square of the battleship. One, one says NC on it, one says BB55. They're priced $25 to $30, very affordable. So that, I'll, and my thought was, let grandmothers buy each one for each of their grandchildren as another way of, of passing on that history and their, their love of just supporting their own family and of being a part and owning that history. Um, now, Captain Bragg, I know internally as a staff, we talk a lot about the restoration account. And I know on the certificates that everybody receives, signed by you, that it says all proceeds from the sales from Battlestar Collection goes to the restoration account. Now what exactly is that for listeners who may not know? Yes, so we have to establish a little history. The Battleship North Carolina was established in 1960 under the authority of the USS North Carolina Battleship Commission as a independent receipts-funded enterprise. There are very few enterprise operations in the state. 
that means we are 100% beholden to ticket sales, gift shop sales, rentals, uh, Battlestar Steel sales to support what we do, pay employees salaries. But to ensure that the battleship is maintained uh, for perpetuity, uh, the restoration account is where we put funds where people have donated or earned in the name of restoration so that this ship will get the care it needs forevermore in a reserved account des designated only for that purpose. Okay, so now everybody knows that all of that money goes directly back into the battleship to keep us looking nice and great and for a better visitor experience overall. Now, the Battlestar Collection, it has sort of a little history of its own. Can you tell me how that started and who maybe had the idea for it and just the, the origin story of the Star Collection? So, so we are a team here at the Battleship North Carolina and uh, one of our managers Terry DeMeo in development is one of our brain pool people and she is a creator and innovator and she saw all this decking through the teak, all this steel that was being harvested from the hull repairs and she came up with the idea that we should be sharing this with, uh, with those who support the battleship in North Carolina. So her original concept uh, was started. Uh, we started working logos, websites, uh, pricing, uh, artisans that could support transitioning this uh, steel and teak and other things into a finished product that could be useful around the home or as a gift or whatever. So she created the uh, essence of the Battlestar Steel Collection and then that program was transferred over to the program's department uh, for full implementation. And then Terry, as I said, one of our brain pool people, is uh, able to go back to work living with water in a full-time basis. But uh, congratulations to the current team. Danielle Wallace, congratulations to you, your assistants, Shelly, uh, and others that uh, have been able to create jobs, have been able to raise restoration funds for the battleship, who have able to to uh, work the marketplace and do good for our citizens, the citizens of the state of North Carolina. Well, thank you so much, Captain Bragg. And the Battlestar Collection, I, it's hard for me to describe it because I just see so many different places where it can go and, and how it, I'm excited that people can own a piece of history um, there's a, such a variety of products on there that they can have, and this is only the beginning. I'm, I'm so excited, and again, it started with that great idea that Terry DeMeo had, so we're definitely so thankful to her for that. Um, now, as I said, when people get their products, especially the steel products, and that includes some of our knife products and anything else, they will get a signed certificate of authenticity um, stating that this is an original battleship product. Why do you think that that is special? I think that is special and I think that is important 
to certify the integrity of the piece. Uh, remember, this is the National Historic Landmark of national significance. Uh, the battleship is the most decorated battleship of the Second World War and that we invest a great amount of time and energy in the quality and the heritage of the products that make up the Battlestar Steel Collection and that I consider it a privilege to personally certify every single element that is sold as the heirloom piece that it is. Thank you, because I know that it means a lot to people when they get that signed certificate. Any final thoughts, Captain Bragg? I would only like to share that, uh, that the battleship North Carolina is a reflection of the state of North Carolina, and that currently there are 175 historic ships around the world, and that my prediction is in the 100 years, there's going to be only a very small handful of ships that reflect this age and certainly reflect this message of service, and that the battleship North Carolina through our support team from the state of North Carolina, the citizenry, the hardworking staff uh, will be one of those ships and will carry on that message as a memorial, as an attraction, and as a center of education. Well, thank you, Captain Bragg, and thank you for your time. Captain Bragg, Executive Director of the Battleship North Carolina, and I'm hoping that this will be your first of many appearances on the Showboat Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Showboat is a series of podcasts about the Battleship North Carolina in Wilmington, North Carolina. Visit us online at www.battleshipnc.com. The Showboat welcomes visitors daily.